Hello. Hello, Marilyn. Good morning, Dan. How are you doing? I'm really good. Um, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'm I really like good. I, um, I'm finding myself thinking this morning about things that may not be hooked up to anything. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. You know, like, like what? It's, it's the, uh, <laughs> see less often. <clears throat> you know, when you see a button and, and like there's something you, you, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> there's something that sucks and there's a button that says, <clears throat> you know, hit this button and the implication is you won't see it anymore or you'll see it, let's just say less. Mm. Or fewer. Fewer, so, less, you know, fewer, yeah. Well, and, and there's some less, some fewer. The, when, when, when it says to me, um, do you do you want to follow Jeff Jarvis on the internet? And I keep saying, no, I really don't. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no. I, I said it a couple times now that wasn't a thing that I wanted. <laughs> Nothing against the doctor, but, um, you know, no, that's not a thing. Just because uh, there are some 65-year-old men in technology that I'm aware of doesn't mean I want to know all of them. It might be critically important that I not have to constantly meet all of them. Yes. And it's not just men and it's not just 65. There's just a whole bunch of people who are like, no, no, I, I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware. Um, you know, it's like Shaquille O'Neal. Eventually he'll be in every commercial. And, uh, but then it's another just one a, it's is... It's just a matter of time for him to, for him to represent every, every product that's out there. Is that what you're saying right now? I'm a big fan of Old Fisherman's Sticky Pad. <laughs> and, so, and so that's a Mr. Show joke. I'm sorry. But, and then like, for example, I'm killing some time waiting for my friend Dan. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at the Google News, as one does. Mm -hmm. And I keep, I keep seeing all of these, <clears throat> these things. I see, I see these, these stories that... Somewhere in, in my forebrain, I do feel like at some point I said I'm, I'd like fewer of that. Here's one that's very poorly worded. Apple uh -huh. issues new warning. Keep your iPhone 6 inches away from your pacemaker. Um, and, and then I had to read it again because what it's saying is keep your iPhone 6 inches away from your pacemaker. So you're supposed to hold it 6 inches away at all times. Well, or you could get two iPhone 6s and hold it 3 inches away from or two, wait, four iPhone threes. <clears throat> All right. Another one that comes up. Let's see what else we got here on the hit parade today. Um, let's see. Oh, geez. Oh, my God. GE soars as cash outlook shows turnaround regaining traction. First of all, that's just a bunch of words. GE soars as cash outlook shows turnaround regaining traction. May I mumbo dog face to the banana patch? Show fewer, please. Um, Pizza Hut. You all know Pizza Hut. It's a beloved national brand. Pizza Hut releases new Detroit-style pizza nationwide in four varieties, including double pepperoni. Detroit-style. Yeah. Pizza Hut releases new Detroit-style pizza nationwide in four varieties, including double pepperoni. Um, oh, gosh. This is huge. Oh, my gosh. Sony's creator-focused Xperia Pro arrives in the U.S., priced at $24.99. Uh, oh, <laughs> call the cops. AMD Ryzen 9 5980HS says on review, colon, Ryzen 5000 mobile tested. Am I having some kind of a neurological event, Dan? What, what, what does any of this mean and why is it being given to me? It's a, it's a hypothetical. Because then we get to the one that I was mashing on, right, as my friend Dan called me. Minnesota elementary school teacher Michelle Young impresses The Bachelor. Um, and then no spoilers here. It says The Bachelor recap. Victoria, Anna's, Victoria, comma, Anna's. Mean girl behavior is unbearable to watch. That's from USA Today, the, the newspaper. So, you know, I go and say, I say social less, I show fewer, 
I say see less often. I see skip intro. I, I say all the things, all the incantations, and I learn I learn the message's true name, and it keeps coming up. <laughs> I should go follow Jeff Jarvis. Doctor, sorry, Doctor Jeff Jarvis. Doctor Jeff, I call him Doctor Jarvis. JJ. JJ. They call me Mister Jarvis. <laughs> that was a really bad Sydney Poitier. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, okay. I didn't even remember. Rod Steiger it. says, Rod, that's one of the great scenes. Rod Steiger says to him, What do they call you back home, boy? And he goes, They call me Mr. Tibbs. Oh, yeah. Remember that scene? I do now. Sidney Poitier was very good in that movie. The movie is called In the Heat of the Night. I want to say it came out in 1967. I could be wrong. And I already I forget who directed it, but, but it might have been uh, not a Sidney Pollock. I don't think we say that anymore. Um, who else could it have been? It was, um, who, who directed in the heat of the night, Dan? I couldn't, couldn't tell you. It's that other guy, that fellow, that white guy. What's his name? The other one? The other one. <laughs> <laughs> of, of the, of the two of them, the other one, not the first one, the was second it Dr. one. Dr. Jeff Jarvis? Yeah, the, the assistant, Tony Stark's assistant, Jarvis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've tried to get into WandaVision twice and it's not sticking. I know. Don't email me. I haven't, I haven't even watched it yet because it's the, like, I'm, I'm put off by it in a way that, that I know, surprises I, me. I understand. Oh, God, I'm getting so much, so much, not even passive aggressive, just aggressive. For me? Not even media advice. Media demands the last few days. You've got, stop what you're doing and put on some kind of a blast shield helmet and walk directly to your television and watch the magic show. Don't even look at your phone. Turn off everything. Get your electricity. Shut off. Don't watch it, but then do watch it. Do it now. And then people say that about WandaVision. <laughs> no, seriously. After the first, the third episode is where it really starts to gel. And I'm now like, I'm okay cool. with that. Like I found that to I'm be the fine case with, with that. But with... stop making me stopping. Stop acting like I have to go do something. It's very upsetting to me. All I have to do, you have to watch Ted Lasso. I don't have to do anything. I go do ahead. need to watch Ted Lasso, but I, like the the whole the whole idea of a show taking a little time to wind up. I'm okay with that. I found that yes. to be the case with Peaky Blinders. Why I, tr I actually watched the first episode like three times before yeah. I could really get through it. And then it took me until like the third or fourth episode. But once I hit the third or fourth episode, I was like, Oh, this show's yeah. amazing. I'm so glad I invested the time in it. And then I'm still like obsessed with that show and love that show. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I mean, <laughs> like this is such a meaning, meaningless statement, but that's some of the most important ones have no meaning. Um, it all depends on what you like. It all depends on what you're in the mood for. And mm -hmm. I think that, you know, <laughs> you know, the, that's the more is the pity, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, if I'm into it, it's great. If I'm not into it, it's not so great. If I hate it, it's terrible because that's how, that's how the world works. I, I do agree with you. Um, on the one hand, there are things like, I don't know if you've heard of it. There's a television program. It's technically a prequel to the show Breaking Bad. It's called Better Call Saul. I don't know if it's, if you've yes, heard I've of it. Yes, I've watched every episode of it. Well, I just, I learned about it, like, I want to say, like, last week. I didn't know it even existed. And, You're kidding. Um, I could have sworn I, we talked about that. Well, what do you think of it? I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Well, I believe, I just believe years. you. I just well, believe heard, everything you say. Oh, well, it causes me physical pain to lie, so you would know. <laughs> Except for that one. Shut That's up. a lie, but I said it with a smile. That was a long time ago, Merlin. A long oh, also, time ago. Also, you can't buy drinks for that meetup in Austin. The, here's the other thing. Here's the thing. Here's the <laughs> thing. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. You, you, listen, I, you don't get to decide what's sexy, mm -hmm. and you don't get to decide what memories you retain. <laughs> if I had the option, I'd remember different things. Yeah, sure. 
Anyways, um, also, all I was going to say was, what are we talking about? What are we talking about here? Let's talk about something important. important yeah. um, so finally, after, I, 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 it wasn't any reason that I hadn't watched Better Call Saul. As usual, never call upon a person to explain why they don't do something. That's a, possibly the oddest thing in the world. And if you thought about it, you'd never ask, why haven't you done that? Well, point is, I flipped it on. And holy crap, it's really good. It's as good as everybody says and better. Depth, levels of depth, I had not expected um, as is so often the case for something that becomes a hit in the household, I watched the first episode three times in two days because I watched it by myself. I watched it with my lady friend. I watched it with the two of us. So how far, in, how far into it are you? Uh, second episode of season two. Oh, good. Okay, good. I mean, I, I know having started a week ago, I should be further in. We also watched the murder man show, um, on Netflix in a night. The so, murder you know, man show. Uh, Richard. Well, I don't want to say anything about it. You go listen, seriously. Seriously, stop watching the Magic Man show with the robot in the wall and go put down your phone. Don't do anything. Put a helmet on top of your helmet and go watch the Night Stalker. Now, watch that Night Stalker one night. All I was going to say was that um, in a case like that, um, I mean, from the get-go, the scene at the Cinnabon. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That show, <laughs> it has its cleats deep, deep, deep in the turf. <laughs> <laughs> from the first second, this show knows what it is. It probably, obviously, it must benefit some from, you know, having a rich, uh, what's the name, Vince and team have a rich well of knowing his character from Breaking Bad. But right. I, I, um, I probably say this or do this more than I should, but I would put that first episode up in the, I would raise that uh, jersey to the rafters. It's it's up there with, you know, maybe what, The Wire? What are some other great ones? Sopranos, like one of those, one of those kinds of shows where you're like, <clears throat> this show, this show knew exactly what it was from the very beginning. But then again, I agree with you also though, a la Peaky Blinders, crap, just look at the first season of Parks and Rec, uh, first season of The Office and perhaps two slightly unique things and that they both involved uh, Mike Schur, but also that both of them had a very precarious early life and uh, they had to really retool the main characters on both shows to great effect. Second season, third season, like, wow, could, could there be, you know, much better than that? Even, you know, look at The Simpsons, the, the, that run of four, five, and six, like, it's unbelievably good shows. It never sucked, but it would, didn't become the thing we love and remember quite so fondly, or more saliently, it didn't tip to being the thing that everybody loved, right? right. Seinfeld was kind of Seinfeld from the beginning. Yes. But the Seinfeld Chronicles, a pretty long way from where we ended up, let's oh, say, Soup Nazi. And and I think the uh, Jason Alexander at least credits that with the perhaps apocryphal story of realizing one day he'd been doing George as Woody Allen when he should be doing George as Larry David because George is Larry David right. basically and right. you know <laughs> and then he really leaned into that <laughs> he's got shrinkage <laughs> but I, I I agree with you but you know it is it's pretty wild and something um um not really front of the show but someone I enjoy Tim Goodman used to say like well it's you know it's not the seventies eighties nineties anymore we don't you don't get you don't get, you know, six, eight, 30 episodes for people to decide whether they're into your show. It's for better or for worse, for, you know, good or bad, that's where we are. There's so much extremely good stuff. I mean, I, probably anybody that's as extremely online into media as I am, any given night, it's just a question of which one of these six TV shows I've been meaning to watch for five years do, that I know I will love, could I switch to right now? And, you know, I mean, that what an embarrassment of riches, but I think that does create a lot of pressure when there's 400 TV shows happening. It's, it's, you don't really get the uh, onboarding, as you say, 
that the one did at a different time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did I, did I really, was that 12 minutes? Did that, was that really 12 minutes? Yeah, that's how long we've uh, we spent. What about elevator buttons? Because I've heard it said that those aren't really hooked up to anything. Uh, well, the ones for the floors are. The ones for the floors are. Oh, otherwise you'd know. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this going to be? Is this going to be one of those Mandela effect things? Well, if you doors? if, if you like open you, up and you suddenly you're a different Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> if if you hit if you hit the button for the floor you want to go to, that one works. But the ones to make the door shut don't work. Okay, oh, um, but also like the what are some other ones? Except, I mean, I guess except that, that's when the they one. do. Except when they do, and really more is the pity. Um, the, but the, um, the, the, I'm going to hit this button to bring the elevator to me. I mean, I think those kind of, those do work one place. I, Cause I know I realized that today, even setting aside the, uh, the Shabbat elevator type situation title, um, I do know <laughs> that at certain times of day and under certain kinds of demand, um, there's a lot more automation going on. Like, you know, that you can, you can, and you can, you can go back and see this in Die Hard. There's all kinds of stuff you can do with elevators and automation, uh, which is a great Jeff Jarvis uh, ebook. Yes. Um, but, you know, but the, um, but there are times of day, for example, if your checkout time at the hotel is 11 a.m., um, there's going to be a lot of elevators being used. It's my understanding that, like, if it's 10.45 a.m. at the hotel, that elevator is going to do a whole lot of going from, start anywhere, lobby go to top floor, and then just keep coming down, 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 down. There's not going to be a lot of up and down a couple floors. All the resources are going to be shifted, much like a Linode, if you like, is that uh, you're going to, or, or, or Lina, Linode, because it is Linus. It's Linus Torvalds. Mm-hmm. That was it Lin- Linode. You know what it rhymes with? What? Borvalds. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Totally. Dan, you got to keep up, wrong. buddy. You got to keep up. There's a lot is happening right now. My cleats are in the turf. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, um, so I think there's that. What are some other ones? Crosswalks. I know you don't have a, a huge number of crosswalks probably in your neighborhood, but crosswalks, one often wonders exactly how that's working out because you're dealing with all these different systems. I mean, there's the green lights and red lights of this arterial. And then on the perpendicular, you got the green lights and red lights of this arterial. And just because somebody has decided that they want to cross the street and recross the street doesn't mean we're going to stop traffic for five minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to factor all of that in. Dan, is there anything in your life that's not hooked up to anything? I feel like nothing's hooked up to anything else. Yeah. It's all okay. disconnected now. Huh, huh. Somebody, somebody ripped out all the wires, you're saying? Yeah, what was that thing? A rat king? Feels like a rat king. So, you know, maybe it's all, maybe it's too connected. It's overly connected. It's too connected. It's too like connected. A, it's like a <clears throat> wiring harness <clears throat> on a McLaren. <clears throat> the McLaren of Theseus. <laughs> Dan, would you please tell me about something you like? I'd love to tell about Headspace. Oh, Headspace. I know that. I got plenty up here, right? Right, right, right here on my second my second Hulu Magic Show helmet. <laughs> it's Spirit funny. I was, magic just, helmet. I was actually just talking to... <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I was just talking to somebody uh, earlier today about meditation. And, um, you know, they. Th- I know a lot of people that do yoga. And there are a lot of connections between yoga and meditation. And I even heard, and I don't know if this is true, so we're going to have to have the uh, jackal fact checkers out there tune in and, uh, and really ferret out, tease apart the truth here. But I heard that yoga developed out of meditation 
because meditators were trying to find ways to involve their bodies as well as just their minds in, in what they were doing. And that actually led to the practice of yoga. So I don't know if that's true or not, hmm. but it would be pretty cool to think that um, people who were, you know, that, that kind of grew, they grew up together in a way. But I've been meditating, as you know, Merlin, for ooh, maybe f 15 years. And there have been a number of times where I've fallen off the cushion. And it can be very uh, challenging to stick with this kind of habit because it's something it's, you... It's so easy not to do. It's so easy not to. There's some, I have, <laughs> every morning I have 20... It's remarkably easy to just not do it. Yes, it's so easy to say, well, I don't want to do this other thing or I don't have time today or not today. I mean, if you tomorrow. don't go to the grocery store often enough, you're not going to have food and you're That's not right. going to eat. But like, if you don't sit on a pillow for 10 minutes, like you can probably get on with your day in some cases easier. You need an infrastructure. You need a scaffolding that's going to give you enough structure to at least keep the building up while you're building it. Exactly. And that's headspace. Um, it, it is a daily dose of mindfulness. It comes in the form of guided meditations in a really cool, really easy to use app. It's one of the only meditation apps that actually uses and is based on clinically validated research. If that matters to you, then they've got that. Uh, for other people, they just hear a friend say, I tried it and it helped me. But there's people who are like, well, prove to me that this works. Well, they have the proof. <laughs> um, and yeah. it, what's really cool about it is it's it's not like one one size fits all for people. It They have like something as short as like a three minute, what they call an SOS meditation, where if you're like stressed out in the middle of the day, you can, you can use the app and have this meditation and you're going to spend three minutes and like it completely reframes your situation. It completely changes up your day. And they have uh, wind down sessions that you can use for falling asleep. Uh, for parents, they have morning meditations you could do with your kids, but they take this really great approach to, which is the mindfulness approach to reduce stress. It improves sleep. It boosts your focus. It helps your overall sense of well-being. And check this out. They've, they've got 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. So this wow. is the real deal. And if you want to get into it, this is a great way to do it because we now, all deserve to I would worry if I got happier. that many reviews about me. I would think that something's up. Most of them I don't really be want to me. encourage people to review me. If they do review me, I hope they, they review me well. But I, I mean, I think you have to be very strong as a person with a very erect spine in order to tolerate that, <laughs> that many reviews. Uh -huh. But not too erect. Because remember, there's, there's, a little, there's a couple curves in the spine. But when, you're, when your body, you know, first, if you're going to calm the mind, you got to calm the body. If, you're not, if your body ain't calm, it's very difficult for your mind to be calm. You're not wrong, Merlin. So if people- I got the heart to prove it. Woof. Wow. Well, if you want a free one-month trial and access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation, uh, you just go to Headspace, H-E-A-D-S-P-A-C-E, headspace.com slash back to work. Go there, and it's the, it's the best deal you're going to get. It's the best deal on the internet. I'm telling you, free one-month trial, full access to the library, headspace.com slash back to work. Uh, that supports the show, but... Um, Say a month. A free month. Yeah, a whole month. A month? A whole month. Cheese and crackers. That's a lot of time. It's great. There's a whole community of people there. It's really, really cool. So you could fall off the cushion out. four or five times and it, still have time left. You could. You could. But you you're could. not gonna. Because it's headspace. This aggression will not stand, man. This, uh, this, uh, this is a value drug. <laughs> headspace. So we'll headspace. give them the URL one more time and I'll say it. Headspace.com slash back to work. 
headspace.com slash back to work. Our thanks to Headspace for supporting Back to Work. Is that the name of the show? Yes. And 5 by 5 Merlin Man. Merlin Man. I have to think every time. <laughs> it's happened more than once. It's happened more than once that I go, <clears throat> let's see. Um, our thanks to Headspace for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all the great shows. Nope, that's not it. Our thanks <laughs> to Headspace.com for supporting Roderick on the Line and all of Relay FM. Nope, that's not easy. <laughs> that's D-I-F-F-S. Um, and we're back. I'm in a silly mood today, Dan. Everything is catching on fire. Do you ever say that to yourself? Sometimes I'll be walking around. There's two things I do because it's always two things with me. Uh, one is the thing that I learned from my wife. I've, I've my wife, and I'm going to say this to you. I'm going to do the demo of this. I've done it before, and here's how it started. Sometimes when my wife would would uh, would do something early in our relationship. She had a life before that, but I first saw it early in our relationship, and she, and she would do something like this. She'd walk around, she'd drop something, and she'd go ah, and she'd do it just like that. Yeah. With the demo again, like I'm here, I'm holding a, a tool, T U L pen. I drop that. I go, ah. And then eventually that became, ah. And so you do, you do something and you goof. You goof and something goes wrong, something topples over, and you go, ah. Like that's a thing in our house. Everybody does it from the other room. You'll hear this totally joyless, uh, obviously not actually stressed, ah. That's one thing. And so if you start doing that, you know, you'll do it all the time. And the other one is if something goes wrong, and usually it's it's like the third or fourth thing that goes wrong. I do this. Everything is catching on fire from the song "Fingertips" uh, by They Might Be Giants. Oh yes. Do you have anything like that, Dan? Nope. What are you What are you hooked up to? Do you ever have a thing where you go, ah, oh, cheese and crackers or what have you? No. Okay. Um, I don't like when something's not hooked up to something. What are we talking about? What are we doing here? What is this? So I started. I'm excited. Uh, watching... I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood, notwithstanding this ongoing roll, roiling little little bit of chaos that is, <laughs> seems always to be happening. Yeah. So once again, once again today, uh, Tuesday, January sixth, uh, office at school again today. Maybe. Yeah, that's why we're doing this a, a little early, right? Yeah, it is. But it's like it's. I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, I only wake you for the important meetings. You don't need to know why. <laughs> But it's a little bit, it's a little bit crazy when you have all the dependencies, including, for example, like having a person you rent a house from that maybe doesn't always nail it in terms of being there on time or at all. Hmm. But, you know, um, but my, there's some big construction things happening and we don't, they're not overly communicative about it. He said gentlemanly. So we don't know if my kid has to come to the office today. We don't know if the house is going to be upside down for zero days or 10 <clears throat> or 10 straight for nine hours a day, which is a little frustrating. But, and of course, the, uh, <laughs> I just got a text. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be there at 8.15. They have not arrived yet. Of course. So, but do you see the thing? It's like the dominoes that, you, you wait for the dominoes to, to start toppling. Um, but because once they start, they're going to go. But then sometimes you just have to like protect the dominoes for 10 days because you don't know if somebody's going to come in <laughs> And it's crazy making because, of course, um, I mean, I'm trying to go from being um, fake grateful for clapping to being straight grateful for life. Mm. Um, my God, I have an office. <laughs> of course, my kid can come here anytime. I mean, I'm yeah. thrilled that I have an office and a kid who wants or needs to be at the office. It's great. Mm -hmm. But that also means that I have to contact Ann Benjamin and say, like, well, her school starts at 930 on the dot. 
And that leaves me very little wiggle room. I don't know. I, I have two directions I could go with this, or we could talk about your iPad. Let's talk about your iPad. All I'm going to say is this. Can I say one thing, Dan? Yeah, it's go ahead. One thing it. with me. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, first time scheduler. Um, I, I <clears throat> total, total, totally, totally, oh my God, totally unrelated to anything I've said in the preceding part of this show. I think to be a successful adult that one enjoys having a relationship with, I think there are some things to keep in mind. And I, I realized this totally unrelated to anything else I've said this episode. I realized this very heavily late last week in the calendar week. Um, that I, I, I know I value this in other people. I, I hope that people appreciate it in me and I hope I do it well. But I think to be a successful adult and to be especially a, uh, I feel like effective professional, I think there's a few things you got to do. And maybe this is the project manager in me, but I think you have to communicate with people about what's happening what we each other understand. And that's basic stuff. Like you end a call by saying like, okay, so talk to you at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Just to remind both of us, that's a thing we're doing. You know, that's just a weird, you know, communication. Mm -hmm. Communication is good. Mm -hmm. All kinds of communication are good. Don't over communicate. Don't be that person who can't just flip around a one response thing. Don't be that person. I, I, I like, please do not, do not tap dance for me. <sighs> Title. You gotta communicate. Um, then you know what you got to do? You have to make plans of some kind. I'm being very general here by design, and I just want to really reiterate, this has nothing to do with anything having to do with my house that I rent. Mm -hmm. um, you got to communicate well. You have to make plans. You have to make plans about what it is that we are doing. Again, communication. I'm a big part of this. These are all very related. Here's a plan. Um, and then when there is a plan, you should follow the plan. If you said you're going to do a thing at a certain time, or implied that you're doing a thing by a certain time, you need to do that to be credible and to maintain integrity. So you got to communicate. You got to make a plan. You got to keep the plan. And then you know what you also have to do? You have to communicate more. You communicate more at every step of the way. It's like a communicate, plan, do, communicate. And that means stuff like at every point during each process or each sub process, there also has to be, project managers know this, <clears throat> there is... There are very few things that can succeed, let alone will succeed, unless we all have an up-to-date idea of what we're doing and how it's going. And, and so for me, that could be things like saying in a totally unrelated sort of thing, like let's say, like, let's say for example, here at my, at my office, which is not my house, there was going to be some kind of a project and I have a great landlord for my office. And so he will do things like say, hey, I'm coming out sometime next week. I'm pretty positive it'll be Tuesday, but it won't be later than Thursday. I don't need to come in. They're <laughs> going to be painting the building, but just in case you need to. And I'm like, thank you so much, Paul. I really, I super appreciate that because that helps me. You know, if I, if I know these things are happening, because here's, here's the thing a lot of people don't think about, I feel like is that other people have a life and other people have things to do. And regardless of how much you love, value, or respect that person, please understand that that person is also managing relationships and other things, things that are very related. And this is what, this is what makes life a bit of a tile puzzle. But I love that about him. And if there were a change, he would let me know. And if, if there were a time when like the insurance inspector has to come and like check out the sprinklers, he always gives me lots of notice and we put it on the calendar and I say, okay, see you at 10 o'clock. And that works out really well. That's just a thought. Um, mainly I'm complaining, I suppose, but also I'm just, I'm just, as they say, I'm just saying. <laughs> Think about that. Think about that in your life when you, when you have to deal with other people, an appropriate amount of communication. But if you have to favor one over the other and you're not sure what to do, you could communicate a little bit more. But remember, you're, the communication is about improving the relationship, not making your life better. It can, you know, consequently make your life better. But 
but we don't always need to communicate just to feel loved. That's kind of a separate thing. But as professionals, one to another, we do need to be respectful of each other's time and respectful of the factors in one's uh, life that, that we may not be aware of. We don't need to care about it, but they care about it. So if you want to be good at that stuff, communicate, make a plan, keep the plan, and then keep communicating. Do you have any thoughts on that, Dan? Well, <clears throat> when you talk about a plan, I'm always reminded about, you know, because I was having a conversation with a family member earlier today, and they were telling me that, you know, they're, they're have, they have a whole bunch of things that are going on for them right now. Some of them are health things. Some of them are just stressful things. Mm -hmm. And all of these things are kind of, they're kind of culminating all at the same time. And when that happens, it can kind of feel, I think for most people, kind of overwhelming. And as we were talking about it, I was, I, I used my house analogy, which is not really the best analogy, but if you're, if, if someone were to show you a house and you're talking about your house, so I think I thought of it from that. Mm -hmm. And you look at a house, you say, and they say, could you build that? He's absolutely not. I could never build that. And if they said, well, if I showed you how to do some, some things, or I bet you anything, you might even already know how to do some of these things. Could you, could you nail two pieces of wood together? Well, yeah, I could do that. Okay. So in theory, maybe with some practice, you could frame out the house, right? Well, okay. It might take me a while, but yeah, I, I guess I could do that. Okay. Well, have you ever replaced a light switch? Yeah, I've done that. Okay. Well, so maybe <laughs> this is similar to the person who's like, I'm pretty sure I could win a Kung Fu fight in an alley. Well, kind of, but even though, even though I've never been in an alley or done Kung Fu. Right. But the thing, the, but the point is when you're faced with this kind of thing, you realize it, it's, it's the plan is defined as a series of tasks or things that you have to do. So if, when you start to, when you look at the whole thing, in broad strokes, you're like, I, this is too much. I can't do it. But then when you break it down into those little steps, into those individual tasks, you, well, I can do that. Um, and so I don't know exactly how that buttresses up against what you were saying, but in well, a it way. It buttresses in many ways, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I really think it does. I mean, and there's a lot of, knowing me as you do, you know, I could do six hours on this because it's, I, this is not only it used to be a part of my job, it's something that I do think about a lot because, because why? Uh, because I used to have this, uh, I've been doing some stuff with uh, photography and videography lately, trying to get my feet back in the game a little bit. And there's a thing I used to say that was very valuable to me. I don't know if this is true. I don't know if it's accurate. I don't know if a physicist would agree that this is accurate, but I used to think a little bit there's a time where I thought about the creative process as being um, a lot like focal length on a lens, where there are benefits to like a like a sub twenty eight lens, and there are benefits to like a greater than eighty lens. Mm -hmm. You know, but like one way to think about it is like almost like macro versus um, like uh, like not a zoom. What do you call that? The long distance lens. You know, mm -hmm. look Tele at this telephoto way. lens. <clears throat> telephoto sure yeah yeah but like if i'm doing a hype williams video and i'm gonna make it look like it's spherical because i'm using the most crazy fisheye lens ever uh i know you know this bit so i'll keep it short the benefit of that is i see lots of things even though it's all distorted if i get a 50 millimeter lens i can see one point incredibly clearly and everything else is fuzzy and then if i get a macro lens or i guess if i get a telephoto lens like i have the benefit of being able to see a detail very closely to the exclusion of everything else it's not the opposite of a fisheye lens, but it'll do for now. And I feel like creativity, the creative process can be like that. It's like a photographer, I mean, if you're going to get one lens, I guess you get a 50 millimeter or prime. 
But photographers don't have one lens. Um, carpenters don't have one tool. Carpenter, carpenters don't need all the tools. Photographers don't need all the lenses, but they need the right amount to do the things. So when a photographer knows that, like, I'm going to do this portrait, like, I'm going to want this slightly larger, longer focal length, and I'm going to want to do that. If I'm doing this like, very gritty, realistic thing where I want lots of fuzzy bokeh background, I'm, I will use the 50. And if I want to be Hype Williams, I'll use the fisheye. And I understand with each one of those decisions what I'm giving away for what I'm getting. So how does that relate to, it relates to creativity, I think? And I think it relates to project management. I think it relates to all these things. How do you keep the vision for the big thing we're trying to accomplish here? And, 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 and speaking of things not being hooked up to things, is that hooked up to anything? I understand the project you want me to implement, but I may not understand why it's important to you or why it's important to the company organization team, right? So I need to, again, communicate well with the people above me, as they say, about like, is, are we still doing the thing the way that you expect and the way that the people above you expect it? Like, because if you tell me that, like, we're kind of back to the XY problem, right? If you tell me the goal here is to build a, a park bench that is exactly these proportions, <clears throat> I mean, I'll do that. I've got the tools. I can build you that bench. But, like, if you tell me we're trying to make this garden more accommodating to people, I might have other things to offer to you, right? Mm -hmm. That is a focal length question. The phrase I find myself using a lot, you should have invited me to an earlier meeting. Well, you didn't want my opinion then, or you didn't want my expertise then, because you probably didn't need it. You're smart. I'm just here to help you, and that's fine. But I do feel like a struggle that we all have with this is, how can I put this? If we've got that macro lens, really not zoomed in, but you know what I mean? Like if you're using, for example, the magnifier, the triple-click magnifier mm -hmm. on your phone, that is good for reading the impossibly low-contrast letters on this Apple power dongle. Well, nothing's good at that because it's impossible. You can't put CCC on EEE and expect anybody to be able to read it. You people are the worst. <laughs> but if I spend my whole life looking through a macro lens, I'm going to miss a lot of the big picture. But if I spend my whole life living in a Hype Williams video, I'm going to miss a lot of low contrast letters. And so I have to know when to move between those modes. And, and I think one of the things that's related to what you're describing here is sometimes we're so macroed in on the low contrast letters that we lose track of how difficult someone else's life is. We don't need to know. <laughs> All I need to do is identify these letters. But if we don't have the presence of mind to check in on our focal lengths, uh, focal's length, <laughs> um, then I think, I think we can screw ourselves up real good. And, you know, I, it is such an affliction in this goddamn country to this day, it's still an affliction how much people think it's very important to seem busy and to be unf unflinching in like creating this constant bubble around themselves about how busy they are, which usually means I'm terrified about my status in life mm -hmm. um, and I want an excuse to do what I feel like, including being a jerk. That's what that means a lot <laughs> of the time. If you're busy all the time, who is that on? Yeah, Okay, right. I guess it's my fault you're busy. If you're like that all the time, you better be either working for EA in crunch mode or, uh, or you need to get over that because guess what? Other people have stuff to do too. And when you tell somebody you're busy and therefore you can't be bothered to follow the mores of <laughs> the customs and the kindnesses that make life good, you're the asshole and don't be like that. It doesn't mean you have to be a pushover, but it does mean that we do have to keep in mind that other people have their stuff to do too. 
whether we like that or not, whether we love them or not, whether we respect them or not, but that kind of communication that lets us keep hooked up with that, your family member's having a tough time. And sometimes we need a way in a, um, how do I put object-oriented way to say to somebody, hey, look, I'm throwing up the timeout signal. I'm making a little tea with my hands. We don't need to go into it because we're just professional buddies. But like right now, my life is a slow motion poop show. And I don't know how long that will be for. It might be for a day and it might be for a few weeks. And if I knew, I would tell you, but I don't know. So I can't. But I am going to say uh, on the strength, give me a little bit of slack right now mm -hmm. because my office is school, because I'm having health problems, because of all the things that make us human beings. And um, I'm not sure where I'm going with that, but like, um, I do, I have a secret worry right now that we're about to, f that the mode is about to flip. We, people like me have unclenched about <laughs> what's happening in DC a little bit. Um, the unclenching feels good, but it also makes one vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a reason that deer, you know, have to be careful when they take a poop or go drink from the water because there could be a lion there. And that's unclenching. Um, but I'm worried right now that in addition to a lot of things I worry about, I, f I fear that like the the kind of um, benign kindness that we've all environmentally had mm -hmm. since February or March, not all the time, but I'm worried that several things are happening that might make that go away and for life to get back to the slow motion poop show. Outdoor dining is coming back in a couple of days. Yay. Vaccines are out there. Yay. There's all of these things, but it's difficult to go into a new mode, but it can be way more difficult to come out of that mode. And I just wonder what life is going to be like in the next couple of months as people continue to be very weird and lumpy and acrimonious about life. But they're also, we're each in our own way, kind of shedding a little bit of that pandemic brain mm -hmm. of like, well, of course I'm going to give somebody a break. Of course, if you're half a goddamn human being, you'll appreciate the single mom who's trying to take care of two kids and do a job. Like if you, if you can't be kind to that person, I really don't want to know you. But a lot of people want things to go back to normal. A lot of people wanted things to go back so they can have their public performances of whatever their deal is. And they can go boss people around. I'm a manager. What am I going to do when people work and don't need me? Better come back to the office. Do you think about that? Like, I feel like we're going to be grinding back into that. And I hope we continue to be decent and sympathetic and professional with each other as we uh, unpandemicize a little bit. You have any thoughts? Well, I mean, that's the big unknown. And anytime that I've tried to guess what was going to happen or listen to someone predict what was going to happen and something else happens, it completely throws it off. Like for a lot of people, uh, I think like, you know, seeing the inauguration and the election results and, the, and finally then the inauguration was like a lot of people were like, yeah, this is great. I feel like good about the world. I never again. loved an executive order so much as the last <laughs> 750 executive orders. Oh, that thing? No, we're not going to do that anymore. Oh, that? God, no, we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> no, I know. But like, like people are feeling really good. But like, then there's other people like me where I'm like, okay, like things are different. And, but like my day-to-day -day life isn't any different. Like I have knowledge about something, but like I'm not walking around feeling different because life is still completely screwed up. Um, like there's still a lot of pandemic stuff that just really screws everything up. And, mm -hmm. okay. you know, I, I anytime that I watch a TV show or, or a movie or something, 
you know, I kind of got at, you know, at first it's like, oh, look at all those people together and the same, same thing without masks and they're hugging each other. But then I kind of got over that. And now whenever I see it, I'm like, I don't even remember what the movie was that I was just watching, but it just shows people walking around together outside. Yeah. Oh, you know what Every it time was? In, in, it was in defiance a- of God's will, CNN keeps showing me an advertisement for a show with the actor Stanley Tucci where he appears to just walk around Italy and eat. Right. I'm like, Why, what are you doing? Right. Stop. Wait, for, first of all, what is this? Put on a mask. But also, really, this is a thing I'm going to have to look at is this gorgeous man walking around Italy eating food. What, what is happening? Right. Like, and I mean, I don't, that's the it's thing. It's not escapism. We, it's cruelty. It's pure black mirror to show me that. <laughs> we took so much for granted. It wasn't mm-hmm. like we took a few things for granted. We took yeah. everything for granted. We took the paradigm for granted. The be, paradigm of like how the U.S. operates day to day plus or minus 20%. We took that entire paradigm for granted. Yes, we did. And looking at, at all of this stuff, like who, if I, if I had gone back to two years in the past and said to you, mm-hmm. Merlin... You will no longer be able to walk outside of your house, walk down the street, and go into buy one of those uh, what is it, galette thing, bear claw, whatever the thing oh, is. Oh, I used to love the apple. Can't galette. do that anymore. Can't do it. Oh man, can't do it. And you'd say, why? Did mm-hmm. the place close? No, place place is still there, but <laughs> you can't do it. It's going to need some context to understand. You know, like it's so weird to say. Oh, you know, you want to yeah. you want to go have that comic book meetup thing. The store's still open. Can't do that. Can't do right. that. Oh, and you mean at the fortune teller's place? What? Yeah, there's either a fortune teller now. It's a fortune telling store where the comic store used but you, to be. Yeah, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like two years ago, no, I do. I, I absolutely, is, is I think about now. this constantly. It's so stupid. Be somewhat it. unrecognizable. I hate it too. I hate it too. Yeah, um, I don't know. It doesn't, when you're in a situation like this, it's not nearly as extreme as other examples I could think of, but you do learn a little bit. You learn a little bit about who you are uh, in situations like this. You know, um, I mean, there's that sort of like atavistic, I'm a man who camps and therefore I'm tough and have gun. Like, eh, all right, fine. But like, you know, even just being in a society that was never built to accommodate the things we're dealing with now. We ran into this with 9-11, not in the way you think. We ran into this with 9-11 with the way that airports were put together. Airports we had thought for a long time were pretty secure. I'm not sure they're that much more secure. Now they're definitely less convenient. But do you remember in like, what, two, three weeks First, they shut everything down mm-hmm. on the day, mm-hmm. and then slowly are opening back up. But do you remember what each airport... Okay, let's put it this way. Like, if you run the chain store casual corner, you have a pretty good idea of how a store fits in a mall. Because that's all you do all day is put stores in malls. So whether that's a Hot Sam or a uh, an Orange Julius or even a JCPenney, like, we're familiar with how you fit this into that. You take this to the extreme, you take something like Chili's. Chili's raises or virtually, like, just destroys the insides of every building. And every Chili's is pretty much identical, to my understanding. It's just, it really is. It's like a Henry Ford thing. It's like the pieces of the car just fit together. So like, you know, if you're used to that, you have a pretty good idea of like, again, plus or minus 20%, how will you make a casual coroner? Like how (laughs) casual coroner. Um, But if you take away all the things that led to those conventions and the things that led to all of that, you suddenly realize how different every mall is and how different every casual corner can be. And there was never a time when every airport, or for that matter, any travel hub in America, had to adhere to, I don't think, had to hear, adhere to exactly the same federal mandate or mandates. There are some things, but like, if you suddenly, as we had to in the fall of 2001, you go, oh, Okay, so here's the thing. Your airport, your bus station, your train terminal, all of those places, you need to figure out a way to harden that target within these constraints and within this time frame. 
Can you imagine how chaotic that would be? An airport in Burbank, an airport in San Francisco, an airport in Austin, each having to suddenly look like a bodega uh, that gets robbed a lot. Like <laughs> suddenly a lot of pl like plastic has to go up. Think about every door in an airport where you have to now assume that there is somebody. And that, I don't mean, want to say assume, like, like we're not talking about like 1972 hijacking stuff. We're talking about like at this point in the fall of 2001, we felt like we needed to be ready for a lot of different stuff. And then comes the anthrax and then comes the shoe guy and all of that stuff. And so the project keeps moving and changing. But think about that, Dan. Every door in an airport, you have to treat that like something that will be used to blow up a plane. Have fun. Like, go figure that out. Keep that safe. Oh, and by the way, the fire marshal's tapping his foot because you can't just put a lock on everything. How are you going to manage that? How are you, do, do you have the uh, panopticon ability to like monitor each one of those things? Well, you're going to need that Burbank, Austin, San Francisco, right? Um, but yeah, that's the thing is that paradigm changed. The paradigm changed overnight and we were not ready to accommodate that. We made a lot of terrible decisions in the heat of that, that continue to screw up our lives to this day. And I mean, we had to get into this, uh, schools were never designed to be places uh, where the pandemic wouldn't touch it. Right. In 1918, they just had school outside because that's a thing that pe people did. But now today, like, or next up, like what, you know, <laughs> schools don't have enough money to be schools. Where are they going to get the money for a new ventilation system? Where's that going to come from? You know, just because we're getting over the most insane, avoidable emergency part of this doesn't mean it's going to be easy overnight. And there's going to be, at every step of the way, there's going to be friction. And there's going to be people who are having health problems. And there's going to be people who are busy. And there's going to be all those things. And it's going to, I hope it isn't too terrible. And I hope we can still be decent with each other. I really, really hope that. Hmm. Did you want to tell me about a second thing you like? Yes, I would love to tell you about NetSuite. That's sweet. sweet. So if you are a business owner, you know that running a business is tough, but you might be making it harder on yourself than necessary, Merlin. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets I do that? slow you down. It is time to upgrade to NetSuite. Mm. So here's what, here's what this does. This lets you stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you enough information that you need when you need it, right? You're going to ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. You don't need it anymore. Let's move on. It's time to, to live. Now is the time to upgrade. It's by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. You know Oracle, your old friend Oracle. Oh, you guys know Oracle? Love Oracle. Net by suite. the way, in North Florida, I think they'd call it NetSuit. NetSuit? Get, Net like a bedroom, get, get a bedroom suit? <laughs> oh, I get it. Well, NetSuite <laughs> gives you visibility and control over your financials, over your HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need all in one place instantaneously whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue it doesn't matter you're going to save time and money with netsuite there are over 24,000 companies using netsuite right now so let them show you how, this is this is a special kind of a product and they want to show you merlin they want to show you how it's going to benefit your business they have a free product tour that they want to give you just go to netsuite.com slash back to work n-e-t-s U-I-T-E, that kind of suite, netsuite.com slash back to work, schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com slash back to work. Thanks very much to them for making this show possible. Thanks, NetSuite. Buck, buck. Hey, Dan, how's your, um, um, how's your new device coming along? My, my, fun my your iPad? Week three by my account of your new device. My iPad. iPad. My iPad. Yes, I do. 
Um, my iPad is, uh, is, is really great. I'm using it more than I've ever used an iPad except for the first no iPad that I had kidding. when I first got one. When um, it was just a novelty. When it yeah. was, yeah, you're like, I, I guess I'm going to watch videos, look at pictures or browse. I'm going to use it for reading books. And it's like, hmm, mm. actually it does more than that, believe it or not. Yeah, it, this has been really, really great. I find that now I will bring it out in the times when I used to bring out the laptop. Basically now for me, the laptop is uh, when when it's not docked up to my computer here at the studio. I mean, to the screen at the studio. Um, the only time that I use it is if I need to actually do software development. Um, so the <laughs> isn't rest, that a strange realization? Yeah, it's such like an existential moment to realize. Oh my gosh, there's not that much I can't absolutely do on here. Right, and I suppose if I was doing the kind of development or design that didn't require the entire like rail stack and PostgreSQL and all of the other crap that goes into it, then I would not, I would probably be able to do most of what I do on the iPad. But for a lot of the stuff that I've been doing, like I do keynote presentations from time to time for different things. That's still for me easier with a keyboard and a mouse editing a podcast or a video. I wouldn't, you know, all of those tools, the, the robust tools are, are on the Mac, but I consider that mm. quote unquote work. So mm-hmm, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean I can't do some of the work that I want to do on the iPad. And I can, whether that could be email or research or browsing or preparing for a show or, you know, all of the other things in and around it, uh, work, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a bit faster when it comes to like connecting to a server or whatever, because I think I have so much muscle memory invested in a keyboard and a Mac in a traditional sense, but mm-hmm. I'm still using this thing for way more than I had thought that I would. And I'm really enjoying it. My daughter and I will have fun like drawing different things. And uh, remember when we were talking about the, the paper like coding and, and cover. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. this um, is a, it's a thing that you put on and remember what it's called. Uh, paper, paper, like, Paper mm-hmm. like it makes it feel like you're writing on paper rather than glass, right? Yes, and um, I'm looking right now. I'm looking for the listener. We had a, a wonderful listener write in, and at first I had thought that it was on my. Um, I thought that it was in Twitter direct messages, but it isn't, and so now I'm looking for the person because I wanted to give them a little bit of a shout out on the show, but they they know mm-hmm. who they are, and I'm mm-hmm. sorry I don't can't find their email <laughs> right now, but. They said, listen, I bought this paper-like thing and I used one of them and I have another I'm not going to use. Do you want it? I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, I'll just mail it to you. So they mailed it to me and I just got it yesterday. I haven't had a chance to put it on yet. Oh my gosh. But it doesn't, like I was expecting it to feel rough in a way or something, but it doesn't. Like you you can't, you you can tell that it's not as smooth as glass, but Mm -hmm. it's not like it's, yeah, not, it doesn't feel like it's a, like a grind to use. Yeah, and so I'm excited uh-huh. to um, to a uh, like. I mean, well, I'm excited to try it. I don't, I don't know if it, it like I'm w- nervous about it at the same time. But I, I think would it'll be. be cool. I mean, there's all kinds of things where I like to practice first. Yeah, before I do something with a drill, I like to like if I've got to drill holes in something, I like to do practice holes <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> To make sure I still understand how torque works on a drill, um, but um, I I am very I'm keen to hear how this works. I I would be very scared of doing it. Someday we should talk about my theory of um, the velocity of writing instruments because I I have a, a somewhat ununified field theory about that. 
Because sometimes I want a, a very... Think about all the different kinds of things one wants out of a writing device. And maybe you always want the same thing. But in my case, like I have pen... I like a, I like a physical old school, like, you know, black wing pencil with a very, um, you know, fuzzy soft point. <clears throat> As I said before, I really like these pens made by TUL Tool. These are great, great pens with a very fine, very slick line as against the kind of slower line of, uh, of a soft pencil. But sometimes I want different things. Sometimes I want, to, sometimes I want the, uh, the angry boldness of a Sharpie or an identity pen. Sometimes I want the precision of a pen like that. And then sometimes I just want, I do want the conventional sloppiness of a pencil. And isn't it, isn't, isn't interesting? Like I, I write differently with different kinds of instruments, not vastly differently, but there are times when like, I think it, and I'll give you an example of the velocity of writing instruments. Um, sometimes I don't want to be able to write too fast, right? Like try this sometime. No, I know exactly what you're talking about and exactly you what you're going to say. Yes, because it, there's something about taking, because I have horrific, horrific handwriting. And when I was in high school, I wanted to be an architect. And Oh, you got to get good writing. Yeah, good, I took... Good handwriting. I've I, seen it. I took three years of uh, drafting classes. You wanted to create all the blueprints. <clears throat> and <laughs> I... Uh, I learned there, but now, nowadays there's like, it's all done with AutoCAD and fonts and people aren't hand lettering stuff anymore. But back yeah. in those days, you absolutely were hand lettering and they had stencils and stuff. But, um, you know, you, you were very much so like the first quarter or semester, maybe it was, is just the alphabet. Like that's what you start doing. Like you'd write a uh, 50 times on a sheet of paper and then you put it over with the vellum and you trace it and you run this. it through. I remember this yeah. in drafting class. And yeah. there's like a certain style. So even before that though, you writing. have to learn how to use the T square so you can make two horizontal lines yes. that are exactly this far apart. Yes. You know, you got to invent the universe before you bake a cake. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's how it and does. I still right. like vividly remember and there was something for, for my OCD brain, there was something wonderful about this whole thing because there was like this process it's, of doing it. Isn't it centering? It's weirdly centering. Really? And you had the, the yeah. special desk that had the sort of like plasticish coating in the angle top and the T-square yep. sitting there and your little, oh, I love that you stuff. know, special eraser and gear. the pencil. That's very and, high quality gear. Yeah. But like something about that and uh -huh. learning to print that way always stuck with me and I'm not good like I was in, in high school, but, you, but you, you get it. You yeah, immediately get it. There's and, and something like, about so here's, it. Here's the example though. And here's the, here's the thing y'all could try just to see if this makes sense to you is that, I mean, you've heard me talk, especially in recent weeks about how important it is to me to be able to just yell in the air and have the dingus write it down for me by adding something to a note or a reminder or whatever. Right. That is on the one and the far end of the spectrum is like, this can't happen quickly enough for me. Like every nanosecond that I'm not done with this, I'm having to think and not, not do something else. But you know what? On the other end of the spectrum, try this experiment. You can try to you know, write, write down whatever, make a to-do list, whatever, with whatever thing you normally use. But then try grabbing a really fine pen and some kind of, um, especially I would say like almost like college ruled, you know, lined paper. And try deliberately writing whatever you're about to write at least half as fast as you normally do and at least twice as neatly as you normally do i can't promise this will be true for you because i am I have a pretty uh, tangled mind <laughs> i'm not very good at handwriting 
If I make myself write very neatly and slowly, my brain works differently. And I, I would say, y'all, try it. You don't have to be an architect to do this. They have fonts for that now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But, um, but, but try this because when you, when you alter the potential velocity up or down of how you're writing, it changes the way that you think. If you know I, I'm not allowed to go any faster than this, you discover this odd thing. It's like reading Shakespeare. If you're going to read Shakespeare, if you don't have the option to like watch Shakespeare being performed, if you're going to read Shakespeare, you have to know the right speed to read Shakespeare. If you read Shakespeare too fast, it won't make any sense. If you read Shakespeare too slow, it won't make any sense. You have to get, you know, get into the way that it is written. So you get the, <laughs> that sort of thing. Only this time, we're not talking about reading, we're talking about writing. And if you, if the velocity of your writing instrument forces or encourages you to be a little bit slower and neater, do me a favor, people out there, listeners, friends, you magnificent bastards, try this and see if it, it makes a difference. Like you could just, you could copy something out, but I think it would be even more fun for you to write something that hasn't been written yet. And that could be a dream. That could be a plan. Uh, it could be a, a secret thought you're about to throw away. But if you write with perfect grammar and neat letters, you're going to discover something interesting about yourself. That's your homework. Dan, can I make that the homework? Yeah, homework do, that, do that as a homework that? assignment. We don't, even need a, we don't even need a reason. Is that right? No, we don't need to do the same thing. we just do it to the gophers. Do the gophers. Hey, Emma. Hey, want to yell hi to our listeners? Just yell hi. Hi! Okay. <laughs> School's about to start. <laughs> Let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.